up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. What's up, girl? Hey, cool. I like up? this green on you. Thanks. You know, I, I really... love... This is, like, one of my favorite colors now. It's, like... Emerald green, yeah. right? It's so crazy because, you know, I'm, like, redoing my whole place. Mm-hmm. And when I really got down to it, I could not decide what color I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was between blue, like the um, royal blue, mm-hmm. and emerald green. I ended up choosing the blue, but green was a very... It was very hard because green is just... It gets luxurious. It does. And I just feel like, you know, it's the color of money. Mm-hmm. And we know you like a lot of that green. Girl. Green is my favorite color. Yes, My nails girl. are like a little greenish yellow. We're not going to talk about my nails right now, okay? <laughs> I've just been... I've, I've been having a lot going on. Yes. So what's been up, girl? Girl, i just been like... Trying to stay focused. I've been like on a healthy journey. You've been doing really good. Thanks. Literally every morning when I see you post, you like at the gym. Yeah. At the little sweat house, the little sauna thing. Mm-hmm. Like doing your meal prep. Yeah. I've been going every day for like the past, um, it's been like two and a half weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I lost seven pounds. I know that's right. I'm trying to lose another six before we go on tour. Okay, okay. And yeah, I've been going to the sauna every day. It's really been like a whole lifestyle change yeah. type of thing like I barely drink I can't remember the last even today time. like I've been I drunk Tito's which I never drink but I mean calorie wise it's smarter you no know, I love me little Tito's no yeah you know I'm a tequila girl but mm-hmm. you know you have to make the adjustments if you want to see the changes and then once I get to my goal weight I'm just trying to make it more of a lifestyle change so you can maintain and be it. consistent yeah but I'm an extremist that. I think you know that about yeah. me when I either really am gonna go hard at something or I don't give a fuck right. it's like no in between but I think a lot so, of people don't realize like for me like losing the weight has always been the easy part it's just been maintaining it like for me I will lose weight quick than a bitch but mm. as far as keeping it off cause I as soon as I lose the weight I be like fine we going to Taco Bell and then they brought the Mexican pizzas back my specialty now I see uh uh-uh. uh mm. and it's crazy cause I don't really even eat fast food like the only fast food that I really eat is Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I had Taco Bell it been like such a long ass time I definitely was in that line when they brought it back but see I never even when I did used to eat Taco Bell, I was never like a Mexican pizza person. I used mm. to like the quesadilla and like the uh, Doritos tacos no, and the nachos. You know I love a little Doritos. And the Crunchwrap Supreme. I just love Taco Bell. But I never was like a Mexican pizza girl because I don't know. I don't really like refried beans. I know. I know. We know you love a bean. Okay. I... Alright, watch your tone now. <laughs> watch your tone. It's crazy because I literally feel like I like every bean but refried beans. That's like the only bean I don't fuck with. You ain't no real bean eater. I'm not a bean connoisseur. I'm not... You ain't. I am not. I never claim to be. Right. That's your lane. All right. And I be staying in mine. Exactly. That's you stay where you belong at. <laughs> but like, no, but like the only beans that I really, really fuck with that I feel like I could never give up is like red beans. I love red beans and rice. Yeah. Maybe that's because like I'm from Texas and yeah. then my family from Louisiana. Mm. But I don't know. We don't discriminate with beans over this way. But yes, but it's been so hard because I've been having to like really kind of cut all of that stuff out of my diet. Like I haven't been eating no carbs for two and a half weeks. I haven't really ate no carbs. Like, I mean, obviously everything has a little bit of carbs in it. Um, yeah, but, like, minimal. Okay. Like, okay. I try not to use cheese if I don't have to, yeah. which is hard for me, because, you know, girl, I love I cheese. I love cheese. I, how you are with beans, that's how I am with cheese. Yes, girl. I don't know. I'm trying to maybe get into the healthier... I don't 
eat bad as it is. I mean, of course, I'll have a little time of it here now and then. But I don't really eat bad on a daily basis yeah. like that. So, honestly, eating healthy is kind of, like, easy for me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to try to get, you know, in a little tip-top shape for y'all on tour or whatever like that. We're going to see. Y'all yeah. still might get a I little I mean, you push. can do it with me. Mm-hmm. You can do it with me. Because I'm very focused. Uh, and I've been being very consistent. Yeah, I don't think I want to do it with you. I'm not there yet. You're I mean, little, you don't have to. But you don't You're have, a little hardcore. But you always say that whenever I get in, like, my little healthy bag. You be like, you be doing too much. It's giving Billy Blanks Tabo. <laughs> what are you doing? Calm down. Well, I'm not saying you gotta go as hard as I'm going, but I'm saying, like, we can eat healthy together. Like, okay. we can, you know, do the healthy things together. You can put a little cheese on your broccoli, though. Oh, I'm definitely gonna put the cheese <laughs> on my broccoli. I feel like when I eat healthy, like, I do it, but I don't go all the way in. Like, yeah. if I have a salad, I'm gonna have a little fried chicken on there. You know, I see, no. No? Yeah, okay. see, no. I've been going as far as, like, I don't even... I haven't even been using, like, salt... Like, I've been using salt-free seasoning. Okay, I can do that, though. Because I actually like the... But um, that's salt, though. But you never really realize how much flavor salt gives it, things it really until does. you eliminate it. But honestly, I feel like lemon is a good substitute. Like, whenever I substitute lemon for salt, I actually really like it. Like, oh, yo, chicken and stuff? Yeah, like, substitute lemon, like, when you're, like, really far in. Like, Maybe I'll try that. Yes, lemon is really, it adds a little flavor, now. It okay. ain't as good as the salt, but it's a good alternative. I'll try that. I, I haven't tried that. Mm. But that's a good tip. Just add it in there, add it in with your little seasonings. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. So, uh, yes, girl, let's go ahead and get into the motherfucking topic. Okay. I have a lot to say about this first topic. I'm going to let you go ahead and bring it in. Okay. So, for the first topic, we wanted to talk about this whole soft life. Clean aesthetic. Clean aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Trendy shit that's been going on on Twitter. Um, I feel like all over social media, yeah, really. Especially but we, TikTok. Especially TikTok. But we don't really be on TikTok as much as we be on, like, Twitter. Right. Like, I seen it. The first time I seen it, I was on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I literally had to Google it. Because I was like, what the fuck is a clean girl aesthetic? Yeah, clean girl aesthetic. That's the new thing. Clean nah, soft life. I didn't have to look that up. Because, I mean, I feel like the name says it all. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Like, but clean girl aesthetic, I was like, what the fuck is this? And people, I just feel like people love to do anything to try to divide. Yes. Okay, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with the clean girl aesthetic because I feel like the great thing about being a black woman is that we are so versatile when it comes to our looks and the things that we're into. Like, you can see one black girl that's kind of into, like, more of, like, a grungy look. Like, what's her name? What's the rapper's name? Rico Nasty? Mm -hmm. Like, you can have a black girl like that who's beautiful as hell, and then you can go, like, to a Megan Thee Stallion, a girl who wears, you know, the frontals and the nails, like, Mm -hmm. and that's how versatile black women are, and I absolutely love it. Or even to, like, a Lori Harvey. Or to a Lori Harvey. Which I feel like by the textbook name, she fits the the clean clean girl girl aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah. But see, this is what I have a problem with, with the clean girl aesthetic. The problem I have with it is the girls who are representing the clean girl aesthetic, like on TikTok, it seems like it's a lot of shade to the other other type of girls that don't necessarily have the clean girl aesthetic. Mm, what do you mean? So, um, I, I can't remember the girl's TikTok that I found, but the TikTok that I found that was explaining the clean aesthetic, she was just like... Yes, long nails are trashy. They're ghetto. You don't need to be wearing bright colors. Baby hairs, that's not a good look. It was just like, it was coming for me in my whole existence. Mm-hmm. I said, hold 
long. Cause I I don't have my nails on today, but y'all know I like my nails long. I I wear a lot of black, but I do like to wear colors. And baby, don't get me started on my baby hairs. Right. I love a good baby hair. I mean, I just feel like everything is about preference. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really see nothing wrong with baby hairs. I mean, I feel like some girls don't have no edges. That's why they don't. Now see, you ain't have to take it there. You did not have to take it there. All I'm saying is, the thing about coming for people or coming for certain looks and all that type mm -hmm. of stuff, everybody can say something about everybody. Because, right. I mean, I feel like it's room to say that type of stuff. Like, you could be like, well, girl, you can't do baby hairs because you ain't got no... Edges. Mm. Yeah. But that's not nice. So that's why I just feel like you don't have to attack the way another person looks right. to, like, make yourself feel better about the look that you desire. Right, exactly. Because I feel like they try to um, tie in the clean girl aesthetic with being classy, which it is a classy look. It is, but... Who's to say just because, you know, a woman has longer nails or she has baby hair that she's not a classy lady like that? To me, class is all about how you carry yourself and how you act. You know what I'm saying? So it's more so of who you are as a person because you can find a girl that has short white nails, wears cream-colored clothes, wears her hair up, no baby hairs, and she could be the trashiest person in the room. I mean, and then also, everybody don't want to be classy. <laughs> Being classy don't work for everybody. Like, right. and that's okay. Some people right. don't care about that. Like, mm -hmm. look at fucking somebody, for example, and I know we hate to talk about, like, say people's names mm. on the show, but, like, for example, Cardi B. Right, right, right. I don't feel like Cardi B has, like, a classy aesthetic. Right. But it works for her. And I like fire. her, because she fun. And she's That's fire. the type of bitch I would love to hang around. No, bitch, if I had to hang out with the little somebody who's a clean, clean girl, girl or Cardi B. <laughs> I'm pulling Cardi every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. And she wear the long nails and she do the swoops and the baby hairs mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But she's also a multimillionaire. So that it goes works. and it so that goes to show you you don't have to be classy to get a certain to get to a certain place in life. Or like, get a certain type of man. Or, I feel like a lot of the girls, their point is that to, to get a certain type of man, this is how you have to look. It was one girl who went as far as saying, Oh, this is how y'all come in the section and she did a little skit to where like the girls were in the section partying and that. drinking and then she was like and this is how me and my friends come in the section and she like had her little purse and her jacket over her shoulders she sat down bitch why is you coming into the local acting like that cause baby we turning up where the hen dog and is? you still ain't leave with no numbers still cause guess what I'm over here twerking I just feel like if you're at a club why are you trying to be like this bitch little baby on shake that ass or move <laughs> or get the fuck out of my way, bitch. Get the bitch. fuck out of our nigga free. Like, if that shit You either gonna off, move or you gonna get pushed out the way because niggas is gonna be dancing. <laughs> we gonna be dancing. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes y'all are taking this to the point to where it's so far that where you can't even enjoy yourself. Now, I'm not talking about some girls, they really do enjoy that kind of like... They're quiet. I mean, they're some girls, I feel like that's literally just who they, who they are. are. Like, right. I went to a very um, multicultural school mm -hmm. for, for high school right. and for college. And it was a lot of black girls that went to my school that came from very affluent families mm -hmm. and stuff. And so their upbringing was obviously very different from that of a black girl who was from the hood. Right, right. So they were already used to certain things. They were in groups like Jack and Jill. I don't know if that's just a Texas thing. No, it's not a Texas thing. It's all it's around. All over. Yeah, it's all so, over. So yeah, like they were in like Jack and Jill and being debutantes and stuff mm -hmm. when they were like 16. So I just feel like some people are grown that way right. because they come from those type of families and nothing is 
is wrong with that. But what I feel like is the problem is a lot of the time I don't even think that that be the people that be saying the shit. And, and you it, hit the nail. Yeah, on the I feel like those don't even be the girls who be like trying to press the clean girl aesthetic or be like, oh, you're supposed to look a certain way or you're supposed to be groomed a certain way. It's the people that all of a sudden are just not his way. But girl, you from Fifth Ward. Right, right. And that's okay. And that's Nothing okay. is wrong with being from there, but... But I feel a lot of that comes from maybe... I don't want to necessarily use the word trauma because that seems kind of harsh, but I feel like a lot of times, sometimes people go through things and they experience something, and for some reason, they want to separate themselves so far away from that, you know, the, the black girl aesthetic, you know, the hoop earrings, and the, and to me, I love that look. I'm sorry. I love I it. I mean, me too. I, I mean, it depends, though. For me, it's more of a time and place kind right, of thing. Right. Like, it's certain shit that I'm going to wear hoop earrings to, and any certain shit I'm going to wear studs to. Speaking of studs. Bling, bling. Who, I wonder who, I wonder who bought me these. I iced her out, period. Not iced the girl out. Stop playing. But no, no, it's but. diamonds for me. Diamonds on you dancing. Um, period. But no, I will say, because I, I You do. cannot say you got $3 no more. But I do. I took out a loan for that. <laughs> No, but I I do feel like um, that's what I was going back to say. Like, I like the fact that black women, we're so versatile. Like, yes, sometimes I do want to show up with my hoop earrings, my hair laid to the side and this and that. But sometimes, you know, when I go to dinner and I'm on a nice date, yes, I'm going to put on, you know, a nice little cute mm-hmm. dress and a nice little blazer or something and, you know, tone it down a little bit. But I feel like at the same time, that doesn't mean I'm going to shade how another girl likes to dress or what other people like to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just think it's very tacky and corny. Because one thing about having class and tact is that you don't carry yourself to talk about other people. That's not classy if you really want to get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a little... I mean, yeah, like, being into what you're into and not liking a different style, that's fine. Right. But, like, it's when you try to attack the, the, the way other, other people look mm-hmm. and what other people do. Because it doesn't matter. Because it's like, again, I think we just kind of talked about this on the last episode a similar topic but it's like if you don't like something it's cool you don't like it so you don't have to do it you don't have to indulge in it right. but you don't have to talk shit about it either right. because how does it affect if it's something you don't like erase it from your, your daily life yes. like erase it from your Instagram your Twitter all that stuff because social media is even set up to this point now to where you can literally tell your social media, what you want to see. Exactly what you want to see. I swear, when you And if it's stuff you don't want to see, you can tell them I'm not interested in this. And they'll show you less things like that. So it's really that simple. Mm, When you pull... Because you know, like on your Instagram Explore page, it shows you stuff that you look at all the time. My Explore page, literally, when you go to it, is like nails, lashes, clothes, and beans. That's it. That's all that pop up on my... I'm so serious. That's all that pop up on my Explore page. That's it. Beans? Yeah. I seen some cowboy beans the other day. You ever had cowboy beans? When they put, like, the ground meat in it? Now, see, I don't know. I just always thought those was regular baked beans. No, regular baked beans don't have the ground meat in them. I call I call those cowboy beans. But some people, like, put them in the regular yeah, baked beans. Yeah, they do. Some people do. I mean, when but they, you call them cowboy beans. Yeah, like, beans. when they put the ground beef in there, I call them cowboy beans. Okay. Like, you know, that's when you're getting a little fancy. Who named them that? Mm-hmm. Somebody did, not me. But, like I said, I 
like the clean girl aesthetic. I think that it's cute. I do too. Um, I, but I also like, I like all aesthetics. I think whenever they fit to who you are. I like to see somebody with personal style. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I don't like to see other people trying to dress like other people out here or this and that. Like, I remember when we had posted something from the live show, it was one girl in the comments just going in on us about like what we have on. But it's like, if somebody likes what they have on, why do y'all feel so pressed to be like, oh, y'all look tacky. I don't like, just because that's But then we go look at her like. page and what she had on. Girl. Not that she. <laughs> not that at all. But that's how it usually is. But like, yeah, it was just confusing. To... That type of stuff always confused me though. Because people are trying to tell you what you need to wear and what you need to have on. Whole time they can't even afford what they telling you to buy. Hmm. I mean, we can, but you can't. So why are you telling me to buy? It? I just think that we need to appreciate personal style yeah. a little better. You know, like, and I love the soft life aesthetic. I think that all women deserve to feel soft at sometimes. Like, have a good pamper day. You know, you don't have to be all hard. All... I am so into this now. The soft life aesthetic. I love. I love it too, but I'm over the I'm over the use of the words. What soft life? Yes, I'm tired of seeing it. Oh, okay. I'm tired of seeing it in every tweet. I, I'm tired I, I of seeing it. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it all over Instagram. I'm tired of seeing it in every <laughs> caption. Hang it up. Hang it up. Flat screen. No, but I do feel like for so long. It's like black women, they expect us, they want us to be like, oh, I'm independent, I'm strong, I'm this, like, no. Nah, my independent bitches get out on a dance floor. No, independent bitch get up on the dance floor. And I used to be like, ow. On the dance was floor. Was that a Texas song? It was. It was. It was a Texas song. You sure? I'm very positive. Who sung that song? It was, I can't remember her name, but I It do, was about. It was. In, independent bitches. Oh, my. In, in, <laughs> and we used to be on the dance floor. Not independent. Parents paying our Very rent. much. Because it was very much college days. <laughs> very much was getting bills paid. That is so funny. But no, I do yeah, think... Yes. What Candy Red. That I was about to say. And she's some, from Texas. Yes, yes, she's from Houston, I think. I remember saying something red. Shout out to Candy Red. Yeah, shout out to Candy. I'm dead. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We, we don't know cigarillos. Now we get a little, we get a little too deep in the trenches. <laughs> but no, I do like the um the fact that we are as black women taking a step back and being softer mm-hmm. because I'm tired of that. Oh, you're a strong black woman. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, the fuck I'm not. And I don't want to be. <laughs> and I don't want to be. Like I, I feel like that's the biggest misconception. Do you, Anytime, I have learned to say... I don't want to be independent. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I'm glad I am. I'm glad I can afford everything by it's myself. Because, but it's because but I, have I don't to. want to right. have to pay for everything by myself. Never. I don't give a fuck. I think us as women, what we need to start doing also is when somebody asks you if you need help, even if you don't, just say yes. If you are getting out of your car, somebody's like, oh, can I help you? Yes. Practice saying yes when you need help. So when it ever comes time that you really do need help, you don't mind asking. Learn to say yes when people offer help. I was on the phone with somebody the other day, and they was like, I was talking about how, like, my new place I'm about to move into. I'm like, oh, it's about to be so high. I miss having a nigga to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I haven't had that in, like, a few years now. And so they was like, well, if you still worry, if you still thinking that you want somebody to pay your rent, you ain't making enough money yet. No, well, in that case, I ain't never going to be making enough money. (laughs) Because let me tell you who going to always want somebody to pay my bills. I think we all want I don't care if I'm a millionaire. If I have a boyfriend, 
You're paying for it. Yeah, I feel like if you're in a relationship... Well, if you're in a relationship and y'all live together, I'll say that. Yeah, because like, why rela- wouldn't we be living together? Well, I mean, you can be in a relationship and not live with somebody. No, my next nigga, we moving in after a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of having bills. I'm dead. No, but I definitely feel like... Um, Pottery. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I am moving into like my next spot situation, like for real, for real, it's gonna be like a conversation we have to have. Like, what is we doing? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if you and your boyfriend live apart, like y'all are in different cities or something like that, like I'm his my rent is not his responsibility, of course. But if we're in the same city, yeah, we definitely need to live with each other at this age, of course. But yeah, I don't know. I'm about to chip in or something. Not chip in. <laughs> It's strict to this You gonna want dibs on these pussy, ain't you? <laughs> well, I need... <laughs> you want to pay some of these rings, seriously. help me out. So, yes, let us know what y'all think about the soft life and the clean aspect. Shit just too so expensive life right is, now. I, like, life I think is that's so what it, expensive I right mean, now. It it's is. only getting worse. And I feel so bad. Like, I feel so bad because we're literally in the middle of a recession. Yes. They, I, they haven't officially declared it. They haven't officially are. declared it, but we're literally in the middle I'm of a recession. And I feel like so many people are really, like, struggling a lot right now. I'm not gonna lie. Life is I've been going a little easy on my nigga lately. Like, I ain't really tripping on the, you know, the little bullshit stuff that I used to trip on. Be like, oh, I need this. I need this. I ain't really. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, look, babe, we got to stack up. We need to just stack up. We don't know if a rainy day going to come, whatever's going on. Because shit is wild out here. That's beautiful. The recession is just teaching me y'all need to date higher. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't shit. You I need to date niggas that it ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. The rece- they ain't work. Recession proof. Well. You need a recession. recession proof. Recession proof man. Yes. Amen. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Lex P. And it's your girl Dre and Nicole. And we outside this summer. Y'all know what time it is. It's tour time. I'm so excited for the tour, and we are going to the number one and number two requested places that everybody been asking us to go, mm-hmm. and you already know who on the list first, Atlanta. Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, mm-hmm. Columbia, mm-hmm. Birmingham, Chicago, New York. Y'all, we are outside. When I tell y'all this show, we have a lot of special guests coming. Yep. Y'all just going to be blown away. It's going to be so much fun. Let me tell y'all how you know when you're drunk. Yeah. You don't get oily. Not only that, but if you start talking like Drake. <laughs> So make sure y'all get your tickets right now. Go to poorminds.com. Y'all don't want to miss out. And you never know, we might add some more dates. Mm-hmm. Oh, we definitely going to add some more dates So now. let us know if it's the city that we missing that y'all want us to come to. Mm-hmm. And y'all know they're going to sell out, so don't be asking us, oh, when y'all going to come back? Get y'all tickets right now. Right poorminds.com. We'll see y'all this summer. Link in the bio. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre and Nicole. And we are here to talk to y'all about ritual.com. Yes, we love ritual. Y'all know we're super into being healthy. And unfortunately, you know, every day with your eating habits, sometimes you miss certain nutrients. You need to fill your nutrient gaps. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love taking a multivitamin every day. And ritual has the perfect multivitamin for women 18 and plus. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. Traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always clear communication. No shady stuff. Yes, because over 90%, 97% 
57% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. So what Ritual does is they supply you with a multivitamin that takes care of all of that for you. So right now, Ritual is giving 10% off to our listeners of your first three months. So what you'll do is go to ritual.com backslash poor minds and turn your healthy habits into a ritual. Period. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this next topic because it was interesting. Every time I wish I knew this guy's name because he come across he comes across my page all the time. He's on a podcast. Put I don't know the name of the podcast. You know we always forget the I name. I know we all but <laughs> he always got some crazy ass stuff to say. I'm not gonna say ignorant or stupid because I'm the type of person, it's a lot of people with platforms out here. And just because I don't necessarily agree with somebody says, I don't like to call people stupid and ignorant. And I do think we all need to stop doing that as well like just because you don't agree with somebody or see eye to eye with them like Mm -hmm. let's stop calling people dumb and ignorant but he basically said something that um women with money aren't bosses they're just a woman with money yeah i saw that and it was annoying as fuck because i was just like huh like what do you mean and then his logic it it for me, it'd be the logic when people try to say certain things. So what was things. his logic behind it? I can't re- exactly remember. His logic, he was like, women be loving to say that they the boss, but you not the boss unless you handling all the business. Oh, like you're doing every like single job. Like unless you're doing that's every single job. Which at the end of the day, nigga, that's how we could tell you ain't no boss. Because, because if boss? you was a boss, then you would know niggas who really run shit and women who really run shit, they're not doing all the jobs. Right. They're delegating tasks. Mm-hmm. and they're paying people that they have on payroll to do certain things mm-hmm. for them. If I am running a business, why would I do every task on my own when I don't have to? Right. That absolutely makes not, no sense. That's not how you get to the next level of making But money. then on top of that, it was like, that's your point? That's your kicker? He thought he ate that? He thought he ate that. <laughs> he really did. Like, that's your reasoning why you feel like women aren't bosses? But see, okay, but this is the thing. I get his statement, but I was how I women. I'm saying women and men though. This is for everybody. I hate when people be like, "Yeah, I'm a boss. I'm a boss." You can really technically only call yourself and boss if a boss if you have employees or you have people Agreed. that work for you. So I think we do need to kind of lay back on the boss talk a little bit. Everybody feels like, "Okay, I'm a boss. I'm a boss," but it's like technically, yeah. you're not. What if you, if you, you your only employee, you is not a boss. What Trouble said? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's giving boss bitch. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's definitely not. And that's if you're the only one, if you a one, if you a one man band, you is not a boss. And that's why I say, shout out to uh, Big Lotto. I love the song is giving boss bitch, but the girls, y'all have ran it into the ground. Because where? Because not everybody is a boss, and I'm not just speaking on women. I'm saying no, on we saying everybody, everybody as well. Just because you can have a lot of money it's some you can be a millionaire and technically not be a boss like if you're high up in your company you know you could be high up but well no i'll take that back because you still if you people, high up you got you don't have people working yeah you working for you so i take that back yeah. but i will say you know you can be a person making six figures and having a a damn good job but you necessarily still not a boss i mean because you might just have a company where you can do everything yourself right like you know what i mean but i feel like that's okay not everybody is supposed to be a boss you can't have a bunch of bosses walking around because who's going to be you have to have workers for this world to go around Thanks. literally i i say this every time i enjoyed being a worker i 
enjoyed being a worker. I didn't have to worry about shit. I wasn't stressed out about nothing. I used to just go to work, clock in and clock out. Whenever I clocked out, I didn't have to do anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed my nine to five. I was having a grand old time. To you. <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me. I know, I get I it. I fucking hated this <laughs> shit. I hated it. I hated having to be at work at a certain fucking time every day at fucking 7 a.m. Right, right. That shit was fucking trash. Then I gotta fucking listen to people all mm-hmm. damn day. I just did not I like think it was just it. a stability. Then the commuting. It was the commuting for me too, I think. That's yeah. what it really was. The traffic was just really bad because I worked in Midtown and then I was living on the east side so the traffic used to just be crazy. But I will And say- I only get two... You trying to tell me... I only get two days a week to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it just because of the stability. Did now, you I, like do... the, I know a lot of people like the like it because of the structure. Yeah. Like, it literally gives my, you a structure I schedule. I knew exactly what I was... I knew exactly what my paychecks were going to be. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what to do every day. I'm not saying that I miss it. I mean, there's pros and cons to, you know, both sides. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the freedom that I have now, mm-hmm. but don't get it twisted. I can do, I'm very versatile. I can do both. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just don't think that people realize like it's okay to be a worker and it's a lot easier to do that. And a lot of people prefer that over. Not everybody wants to be a CEO of a, of a company. And a lot of times that's why but, you see a lot of these companies, they're like, oh my God, this business is so poorly ran. It's because y'all keep saying, oh, everybody needs to own this and own, own, own. But right. that's why you have these people running these companies and they don't have no idea what they're doing and you're getting shitty service. You're getting shitty products because we live in an environment where everybody is supposed to be a boss. I mean, and most importantly, everybody can't be a CEO. Right. You know what I mean? It's not even necessarily about one. Sometimes right. it's just that everybody can't. Yeah, I mean you have you it, definitely have to be built know? different. I always say, I always have said this, and I don't care what nobody say. When you reach a certain type of money, you've had to do some fucked up shit to get there. I don't care what nobody say. It's not necessarily normal for one person to have like a hundred million dollars or like you've had to do some fucked up shit to get there. I don't care who you are. So it's like, yeah, and I mean, I'm not I saying agree. good or bad, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying that you had to kill somebody. I'm just saying you've had to do some things that maybe take they call away. It sacrifice. Yeah, like you take away from somebody else from eating, or you've done some things behind, made some deals behind people's back. You have to be built a certain type of way. You have to be really cutthroat to get there. And not everybody is built like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you have to be a certain type of person to. Be yeah. a CEO of a multi-million dollar company. I agree. We talk about we've talked about this a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. I definitely feel like most people that I have met, and I'm talking about people that I've met in real life that like had a crazy amount of money and were really really successful. They wasn't really the greatest people. They they never be. They never be the greatest people. Like, and I'm talking about like millions of dollars, yeah. not like somebody who's just making six figures a year. Because I mean, you make a six figures a year obviously you're making good money you still comfortable but I'm talking about people with extreme will mm-hmm. yeah ma- majority of them they don't really be the, the greatest people yeah cause you know? I mean I truly believe money is the root of all evil now 
And yeah, money makes people do crazy yeah, things. Yeah, and when you chase money, like when you're a money, this I always say this. I enjoy making money. I think we all do. But one thing that frightens me is when I meet somebody and they're money hungry and everything they want, everything they do, everything that they live and breathe. Well, how much money am I make? Mm-hmm. Well, how much is this? Well, I got to figure out. Well, if I'm not going, if I ain't getting no, it's like God damn, mm-hmm. nigga, I nigga can't even eat a taco. Am I getting paid? <laughs> damn, nigga. Like, I do not like people like that. Yeah. Like, I ain't doing this unless I'm getting paid for it. It's like, I just, I mean, because I realistically speaking, I feel like in order to become successful in the first place, you have to get to a point to where you understand that in the beginning, you're not going to make money from everything. Right, right. So people who think like that, they are like, it's like you already got the wrong mindset mm-hmm. because you're not going to get paid for everything in the right. beginning. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of shit that you're going to unfortunately do. For, I mean, we done did a lot of shit for free. I'm still doing shit for free. Like what? You know, the huge. What's the huge? Just living life. I was gonna say, bitch, wait. You, no, I mean, like, I mean, you rarely do things for free. No, these days. I mean, I'm saying, but like, it was one point where we used to have to do. I mean, I'm talking like years. We was having to do shit for free. Like, we was doing this motherfucking show for free. Yeah, I, we wasn't getting paid. We got that eighty dollar. Don't do. It. We got that eighty dollar deal. Yeah, but it took two years to get eighty dollars. I worked hard for that. I worked hard. I, I too was very. I was, it was I giving boss. Was, I negotiated. Giving that boss bitch. It's giving boss bitch. I negotiated eighty dollars because they originally tried to pay us. 65. Not y'all be out here getting eighty dollar checks. Talking about he's giving boss bitch. I signed that check. That said sixty five. Make it eighty, and we got a deal, pal. <laughs> I did what I had to do. No, and I too was very proud of us because that was <laughs> the first time that we ever got paid for sitting here talking. So I was happy, but at the same time. Bitch, that was damn near working for free. It was. It was. And it was like that for a minute. You know, I'm not ashamed to say, but it's like that's when you have to kind of realize that you have to be consistent in Mm -hmm. order to really start making like good money from something. You know, and that's something that I think a lot of people lack. People lack consistency, but they want the money. Mm -hmm. How that makes sense. How you feel like you're going to ever get to being somebody that's worth a million dollars somebody that's worth $10 million or whatever when you don't have no consistency and you don't have no structure and no dedication. And I also, like, I don't know, I feel like the goal for me in life now is I just want to be comfortable and do the things I want to do. I don't know what net worth that is or how much money that is, but I'm not a person who's like, yeah, I want to, by the end of this shit, I want to be worth 50 million or I want to be worth 100 million. I'm not that way. I just want to be able to live my life at the highest frequency mm-hmm. and do whatever the fuck I want to do. I don't know if that's a million dollars. I don't know if that's 10 million dollars. I don't know if it's half a million. I don't know how much it is, but I just want to be comfortable, you know, and be happy because I think a lot of people don't realize like in the grand scheme of this in the grand scheme of thing, none of this shit really matters. You know what I'm saying? When like when you go, when you pass away or you know, you're gone, People are not going to talk about, oh, yeah, man. You remember that time she signed that deal for $300,000? Like, nobody's going to talk about that. They're going to talk about how you treated them and what you brought to the table. Like, I don't ever think of somebody when they pass away talking about, oh, they were so rich. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree, but I disagree. It just depends what your motivation is. I feel like a lot of people... 
you saying it don't matter, but it kind of do because it's like... The way I look at things is, like, when I die, I want to leave, like, a legacy mm-hmm. for my children and my grandchildren. I want I want to be able to leave them things. Like, right. I want to be able to leave them properties and leave them money and leave them stock options and leave them things that I wasn't presented with the same opportunities. So I feel like if that's the type of stuff that kind of motivates you, too, then it does matter. Well, no, because I feel like so many people... You know, unfortunately, so many so many people they they'll like pass away and stuff, and then like their families have to figure everything right, out figure because everything they out. didn't do, do anything, anything and they weren't financially responsible and all those type of well, things. So I do think that that type of stuff does matter. Well, we, in that point of view, it does matter because it matters to your family. I'm talking about like, but it should general, matter to everybody. Family. Well, I mean, but what I'm saying is like I'm talking about the general public. Like for you, your kids, that's gonna matter. You know how much money you had and your worth. But I'm talking about like people that are just like listeners of the show or people that follow you that buy your products and stuff like that it doesn't matter how much money you were worth to them you know that's what i mean like so, oh you're saying to other people yeah, yeah to like, I, other but people. i feel like the number one thing you should live your life for is for your own like everything that you do should be for your own reasoning right. you shouldn't be doing it because you care what other people gonna think mm-hmm. when you die yeah, I agree. You know? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the environment that we live in is just very... It's kind of money-hungry, and we've kind of, like... I feel like we've lost the plot in a lot of things. Like, um... But you can't live a good life without money. I mean, I feel you. Being money-hungry is a problem, but right. you can't live a good life, and you can't be... You, I feel like you... It's hard to be happy when you don't have no money. That's debatable, though. That's debatable. I mean, because... When you didn't have no money, was you happy? Huh? Uh-huh. I'm asking you. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. But I have, <laughs> even though I'm comfortable now, I'm not going to sit up here and say, like, I'm extremely more happy now. I mean, my life is easier, I guess you could say. But, but imagine if you, okay, so this is my thing. Imagine if you was going, imagine going through a lot of the normal shit that we all have to go through in life anyways. Mm-hmm. Having to go through that and then not having no money neither and having to stress about money. And going through the real life issues that I you have to deal with. I agree with you 100%. I guess I'm just looking at things like... like it'll never be... Com- nobody's life is ever going to be completely perfect or right, completely right, right. easy. We all going to have our struggles and stuff. But I feel like when you ain't got to worry about how you're going to pay your rent and you ain't got to worry about how you're going to pay for certain stuff, then at least you can kind of... I will, and like I said, I feel like it be, makes take it. that time to be sad because it's like okay, I could be a little sad or mm-hmm. I could deal with what I got to deal with right. because at least I ain't got to stress about how I'm gonna pay for these. Right, I agree with that, but I guess I'm just looking at stuff like I think there was like some kind of research or something that I saw a long mm-hmm. time ago that they did about like happiness and they like went to like some villages way out where like people don't have you know running water and they got to do like you know they just pretty much live on the land mm-hmm. and they were saying how much more happier those people were than the type of, like, society that we live in. That's because they don't know. I mean, yeah, they don't know, but I feel like we live in a society of pressure, like... People literally... You see stories all the time of, like, people killing themselves because they went bankrupt, but they don't want to tell their family type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot... Uh, a lot more money, more problems. It just, it's just a lot of stress that comes with that. So, like Absolutely. I said, for me personally, yes, money makes my life easier. It doesn't necessarily make me happier. The things that I want and I need in life, money can't buy. Just for me right. personally. You know, like like I said, in the end, I just feel like none of this shit really matters. I'm going to do what I love and continuously, you know, um, chase my dreams, you know, but 
it's I'm not motivated by money. I'll say that. I think. Yeah, I mean, money doesn't make you happy. That's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like you said, it's a lot of stuff that money cannot replace. Mm-hmm. You know, money can't buy. I 100% agree with that. However, though. <laughs> however. However, though, while I'm here, I'm I would like to have it. <laughs> Because I also, because it's like, also, if I can't replace things and I can't, you know, it's like, I can't replace a lot of things. I can't buy a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, while I still have to be here, I want to be comfortable. Right, right. I 100% agree with that. You know, I want to be comfortable. I want to live a comfortable life. I want to be happy. A soft life. (laughs) If you will. A soft life, in quotations. Yes, a soft life. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, It's really all about your mindset, mm-hmm. for sure, you know. But back to the topic at hand, women with money aren't bosses. Mm. I want to say women and men. I feel like I can agree with the the statement, not the way he said it. But like I said, I only feel like you're technically a boss is if you have employees, period. Okay. Agreed. All right, so now we go. Are you a boss, get, yes or no? Uh, I don't think I'm a boss. I wouldn't say I'm a boss yet. Mm-mm. I mean, I have, you know... I don't I don't feel like I have like employees that work for me. No. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like I'm a boss yet. Yeah. You know? Agreed. I feel like I, I'm running a business. A growing business. But to be like, yeah, I'm a boss. I'm not giving Ricky Rose quite You're yet. Giving boss bitch. <laughs> it's giving running a business bitch. <laughs> How about that? Baby steps. Baby steps. It's giving baby boss bitch. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. Now, y'all know the For Richer For Poor tour is going on, and we had to come home with it. Had to come home with it. Mm-hmm. home, but always repping. Period. So, July 9th, we gonna be at House of Blues, y'all. The one House of Blues. Like, ain't that crazy, y'all? We gonna be at House of Blues. And y'all, let me tell y'all something. We have some special guests that are coming to the Houston show. Y'all are not gonna want to miss this some performances oh you know what i'm saying so the show starts at 8 p.m so get your tickets right now at poorminds.com the vip y'all know everything gonna sell out so get y'all tickets right now don't complain if you miss out because we told you What's up, y'all? It's your girl, XP. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And y'all know it is that season. We trying to get fine and eat healthy and eat better. So Hungry Root is the program for you. Yes, I love anything that just simplifies my life and makes things super easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that they deliver everything to your door mm-hmm. and you don't have to go grocery shopping because I hate grocery shopping. Yes, and the best thing, all you have to do is take a fun, short quiz. Let them know what you like. You know, if you're on keto, you're gluten-free, you like sweets everything they're going to ask you all they need to know to send everything that you like straight to your door yes and everything is delicious quick to prepare and made from whole trusted ingredients yes so right now hunger root is offering our listeners 30 percent off of their first delivery and a free gift so what you're going to do is go to hungerroot.com backslash poor minds and don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent y'all So now we gonna get into the bed. Hey. The bed. Oh. The bed. Bow. 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 Okay. So just to give y'all a heads up, we are actually releasing some episodes that we recorded in LA just on Patreon only. So one of these topics, if y'all are a Patreon member, you're gonna hear it on the Patreon episode that we had with Megan James. Shout out to Megan from Bad Girls Club. But we wanted to talk about it on the show as well because this was actually an interesting, a really, really interesting topic. Mm -hmm. So for today, we're gonna talk about 
good sex doesn't have to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? Just off the top. Yeah. I definitely agree. I agree. Because I feel like sometimes whenever you're, you know, having sex, sometimes it just feels good, but it doesn't necessarily always lead to a climax. I mean, let's be honest. Like, as women, I feel like most of us don't really start having orgasms until, like, our mid-20s. Facts. Super facts, especially during sex. And a lot of times, yes. women don't ever experience an and, orgasm and I mean, during yes, sex. Yes, I was going to say, it's like, it's women in their 40s, it's women in their 50s, it's women in their 60s who say that they have never experienced Damn. an orgasm. 60? That's a long life. You ain't busted one nut? You need to give it up, sis. <laughs> Go be a nun. I would have been stopped fucking. I would have been became a nun or something. I'm like, what's the point? My sister Mary clearing. Damn, sister Mary is not getting that back beat in. <laughs> um, but, but besides that, I do feel like you can still, because I've had some of the, the sex that I've had, when I think about a lot of the good sex that I've had, I'm like, oh, I didn't even have an orgasm then. But I feel like orgasms for women are very different than orgasms for men, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a woman, we can have an orgasm, and we can kind of pretty much keep going. You know, we kind of don't lose our, you know, stamina. Like, we still kind of want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, once they get it, it's this pretty much, well, for the most part, some guys can get it back up. But it's kind of like, whenever a man nuts, it's pretty much over, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like I said, I feel like for men, that's their goal, though. Like, that's their goal, is to have an orgasm. A lot of times, when I'm having sex, I'm not looking, I'm not looking for an orgasm going into it, just because I know a lot of the times I don't have an orgasm mm-hmm. during sex. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna enjoy it. Right. So I think a lot of times, we as women, we need to stop putting so much pressure to have an orgasm every single time we have sex. Oh, if you don't have an orgasm, orgasm then you not having good sex it's like sis that's not that's not necessarily true yeah i agree with that it's definitely not true because like you said you can have really good sex and not bust but now but it's because like you said too it's harder for women to reach an orgasm mm-hmm. anyways but, with men i mean it's a given we all y'all like i said y'all can stick y'all dick in a donut nigga gonna nut it ain't that hard. I mean, donuts do be glazed. All right, calm down. Calm down. But, like I said, I do feel like even though you don't have to have an orgasm every time, you do still need to be having an orgasm every now and then from sex. Like, you shouldn't be having sex all year with zero orgasms. Like, Or at least learn how to make yourself orgasm. Mm-hmm. I feel like why women, I don't know. I feel I like a lot of women are scared to explore the bedroom. Like, y'all, we spend so much time faking. I said that for a long time. I was, I definitely used to be a faker in the bedroom. Oh, I didn't used to be faking. If I was moaning, it was because it felt good. Well, you moan anyway, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember we kept doing that in LA? Wait. <laughs> uh, mo- uh, Do y'all know how funny it is just to moan? <laughs> And people just feel so uncomfortable. We were at Chick-fil-A. Dre was like, uh. He was like, ma'am, do you want a number seven? No? Okay. <laughs> Bitch, not you trying to blame it on me like you wasn't doing it too. That shit be so funny. Or if like you be on the phone with somebody, they just hear a moan in the background. They just be talking. They be like, yeah, so I had a good day. Uh. <laughs> weird sound. It really is. It's really a weird sound. Like, who, who decided to do that like during sex? 
I mean, I don't even think nobody decided to do it. I think it was a natural reaction. I think it's a natural reaction. That's why we all do it. Yeah. You just do it just because. I don't. You burp like this. Oh, ooh. (laughs) Dr. Pepper was spicy. First of all, I do not drink soda. Definitely, definitely. Never. I don't, bitch, when have you ever known me to drink soda? I'm weak. Especially not on Dr. Pepper. You don't like a little Dr. Pepper? It's not 31 flavors. This <laughs> bootylicious bubble. No, wait, that's Baskin Robbins. <laughs> but no, don't Dr. Pepper have like a, they, that's their slogan. They have like a certain amount of flavors in it, right? They do. Yeah. They do. They need to get, what's the name? Who? Princess. Was it Diamond or Princess that said it? Diamond? I can't remember. Okay. Three flavors. 23. 23, not 23 flavors. <laughs> no, this booty delicious bubble gum. Shout out to Dr. Uh, Pepper. I never liked Dr. It's Pepper. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. I don't like no brown sodas. I'm not a soda person at all either. But Pepsi, Coke, Dr. Pepper, I do not like brown sodas. If I'm a drink, if I'm going to drink a brown soda, and when I did used to drink soda, it would always be Coke. With a little bit of yak. A little bit of hen dog. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know the vibe. I, I had like... to stop drinking that because they be going straight to your good. Mm. It do. I feel like that's the stuff just be too heavy for me. That's why I'm a Tito's girl. If I do like... Hennessy has so much sugar in it. It does. You can literally That's why I stopped it. drinking it. The headaches be the worst. But oh, if yeah. I do drink soda, I'm not going to lie. Every now and then, I do crave a little orange soda. I like orange soda. Oh, you know what I used to fuck up what? back in the day? Pineapple soda. Pineapple the pineapple soda. fancy. Ooh, you have a pineapple soda with some booty in. Now, that shit used to go off now. That's a weird combination. Pineapple soda. You acting like you be dipping it in there. Mm-hmm. The fuck? I get a little mixture. <laughs> you getting judged. You wild. I love booty in. Oh, my God. No, I love booty in, too, but I never, you know, thought to pair it with you the pineapple pair soda. Your steak with a good Chardonnay or a good red or Merlot, don't That's you? That's a steak. Pair your booty with pineapple, with pineapple soda. And a little hot chip on the side. Flex, now you doing too much. No, booty and hot chips. Mm. You know what I really want to try? Seafood booty. Seafood boudin, I've literally I never had, had every it. type of boudin. I've had chicken boudin, I've had regular boudin, beef boudin, uh, vegan boudin, vegan? vegetarian boudin. How was that? Nasty, just like you thought. <laughs> <laughs> what did they use, like impossible meat? I don't fucking know, but that shit it was, was nasty. Not busting. I said, Mm-mm, you need to go back to the drawing board. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like boudin is supposed to be, like, unfortunately, it's supposed to be pork. It has to be pork. I don't care what nobody... I've yeah. had every single type of crawfish boudin. I don't like none of that. Give me the pork. I want all of porky, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. it has to be pork for sure. That's the only way. But, yeah. I don't know how we got on boudin. I don't know. How we ever I'm, get... I'm a boudin How we go from talking about orgasm? We talk about busting a nut to talk about boudin and pineapple soda. <laughs> Welcome to Poor Minds. Welcome to Poor Minds. Okay, girl, so we gonna break down your little show you've been watching. Girl, I'm done watching it. I watched this shit in two days, and it was like a good little show. You know, I'm not really a sitcom person just because again, my attention span is so short, so it's hard for me to, like, really binge watch shit mm-hmm. because I get bored after, like, the first first or second season. Mm-hmm. So, luckily for me, this was only one season. Okay. Um, It's a show on BT Plus. It's called Kingdom Business. So, I don't have cable, but I have Amazon Prime. 
And you can add, you can do like the add-on. So I have BZ Plus on Amazon Prime, so I was watching it on there. And y'all, this little show is juicy. It's always like a like we like to say, juicy. Juicy. Mm. Yeah, it's like a drama. Okay. I mean, it's, I don't want to say a comedy. I mean, it's like little funny parts, but it's okay. mostly a drama. Okay. So, is there anybody like notable in there? Yeah. Um, Yolanda Adams is <gasps> on the show. Shout out to Yolanda. Soraya, the girl that was on uh, Empire. Okay. Yeah, I remember her. I remember her. Um, what's that man name from Why Did I Get Married to? The one with the the gap. I can't remember his name. I think the, his name the, is the like swole... Mike Michael something. Yeah, the swole guy. Yeah. Okay. He fine. Yeah, he I is can't fine. Remember, I can't remember his name though. But yeah, he's on there. Um, damn the 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 pastor, the guy that's the pastor on there. I can't remember his name either. But he done been in mashy. Like you would be like, oh yeah, I done seen him in a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. He was on the the game like the last I think two seasons. He became the franchise owner. Remember? Oh, I know he the was ball man. Yes, yes, with the mustache. Mm-hmm. He was in Soul Food. Yeah, he, he was, was. The one that fuck face. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about with his shiesty ass. <laughs> so what is the that? family <laughs> fucked my cousins? Yes. Okay, so give us the gist. I mean, like, fuck my um, husband. <laughs> give us the the gist of it. Like, um, so basically, it's just a it's a show about um a church. <laughs> and the man, the bald man, he's the pastor, Yolanda Adams. Do you remember the bald man? Can you please, okay, can you please look up this man's name so I can stop calling him the bald man? Michael who? Michael Beach. Michael Beach. That's okay, so Michael Beach is the pastor. Okay. And, well, he's the bishop. And then Yolanda Adams is his wife, and she's like a really, really popular gospel singer. Okay. Like, she's won the equivalents of what Grammys are. Okay. For the church. Yes, for okay. the church. So, like, she's a really, really popular singer. And, like, basically, they corrupt. Mm, the I church, love a good The church, church is corrupt. And so then you got Soraya. She's a stripper. Mm. And something very traumatic happens in the beginning of the show. Okay. And so she can sing. So she is, So she like me, kind of. No. A stripper that can sing? Not really. Because oh. you was never really a stripper. I did for one day. One day don't count. And, and you're really not a sing. singer. So, I don't even know how you got in this, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's stripping this motherfucker. But, yeah, so Soraya, she a stripper, okay, and then something okay. traumatic happens at the beginning of the show. So, she's trying to figure out how she wants to get a better life, and so she starts singing gospel, and so she kind of be getting into it with Yolanda Adams. And, like... Because <laughs> I be bumping heads. Okay. And okay. amen. Okay. It just not felt like the right thing to do. So, yeah. Is it giving, like, Tyler Perry drama? Because I love the Tyler thing Perry is, drama. yes. Okay. It really is. At first, I thought it was a Tyler Perry show, but I don't think it is. Mm. So, yeah, it's really, really good. It's a lot of drama. It's real juicy in a way. The fucking shit ends. The way the first season ends is going to blow y'all fucking mind. Literally. Mm. Remember, I said literally. Ooh, I, I got to watch this now. I'm going home and watch it today. Because somebody's mind going to get blown. Ooh. Like, now, see, now you have to take shit too far. I'm okay. just saying. So, Kingdom Business, we can watch it on BT Plus, you said? BT yes, it's on BT Plus. It's mm. really, really good. You know, me and Lex love some black cinema. I love a good black cinema now. So, mm-hmm. it was right up my alley. So, now we you go. You know, I heard, oh, sidebar. Oh, Jasmine was telling me that we need to watch that show, All the Queen's Men. Or the 
Lauren watches that. Jasmine said it's good as fuck. Yeah, girl, every time I call her, she'd be like, Lex, I gotta call you back, And she bitch. said Eva did her thing. Like, she really did good. Who is like, Eva? The... Eva Pickford. Oh, well, okay. She changed. What's yeah, her okay. last name now? I, don't, I can't remember, yeah, but the but... woman from America's Next mm-hmm. Time Model. Okay, got you. Okay, so I'm gonna check that one out, too. And we go, Let's watch that and review it next week. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, so now we gonna get into the bow. The bow. 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 Okay, so my bop of the week is by Vori. So he just dropped his album. I really like Vori. I feel like I would always see people like talking about him, but I never like took the time out to actually go listen to his music. Mm-hmm. Bruh hard. Not bruh. He is hard. I really, really, <laughs> I love toxic music. He's definitely giving toxic energy. Like, he's very toxic. He doesn't have anything... Too much positive I like things to to- say. I like toxic music myself. Yes. So, um, so not just that he don't have nothing positive to say. Yeah, I love it. I love negative energy. Negative energy music. Let me not say that. But I just feel like he's always going through it with these bitches. And that's the type of shit I like to hear. Cause we Why? Because we all going through it. It lets me know that I'm not alone in this struggle with my man, my man. Okay, sis. Okay. I'm not about to play with you. So, Vori, Mind Games, that's my bop of the week. Don't tell me that that pussy mine when I'm just in town. Don't <laughs> tell me you fucking off because you think that I get around. Exactly. Toxic king. <laughs> okay, bro. I love it here. Uh-uh, Lex, goodbye. Okay, so my bop for this week is What Happened to Virtual by Lil Dirk and Gunner. I love this song. Okay. I came across it by accident, too. That thing is Because one day I was listening to, like, I had listened to a little Baby playlist that was on um, Tidal, mm-hmm. and, like, this song just came up on the playlist, and I was like, oh, my God, What Happened to Virgil? I feel like the I'm serious. I think that And apparently he made the song because that's how he felt when he found out. He was like, oh my God, what happened to Virgil? I Dirk And even it. though I knew what happened, I said, oh my God, what happened when I listened to the song. Let me tell you how dumb this nigga Dirk is. <laughs> when that the night of the Oscars, that nigga gonna tweet, oh my God, what happened to Chris Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you be having to tell me about stuff a lot of the time because I be having no idea. Oh, my God. But I do feel like it's, it's crazy because I feel like whenever he was recording this song, he probably maybe got the news or something. And he was probably like, oh, my God, what happened to Virgil? Like, Yes. That's what literally that's why he named the song. I cannot, okay, I just need him. Because apparently he don't be on the media. He don't be on the yeah, media like that. I guess. But it he is a fire song. It is. I like Lil Dark. And it's a nice little dedication. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't really talk about him besides I mean, because the lyrics. <laughs> Have nothing to do with Virgil <laughs> at all. Nothing to do with that man at all. Oh, he really don't have that. Fucked on a stripper and I took me to Roxy. <laughs> How you, my blooder? You say you gonna pop me. What? Fall over loyalty. Never about thotties. Get out my business. Mood. This shit don't concern you. I get to digging this shit when I learn you. I love the trenches. This shit is eternal. Oh my God. What happened to Virgil? <laughs> oh fucking word, bitch. Oh fucking. <laughs> you did this, this. I felt like I was in a poetry jam. <laughs> Shout out to, to Darkio. 
Smirkio. That's what he said he preferred oh, he's to be called. Smirkio? Mm-hmm. I thought that was the little boy that looked like him. I don't know. He said that on the song. I think he might have said this on this song. He said that on some song. Okay. He preferred. <laughs> Thanks, Lil Dirk. All right, let's move on. <laughs> and shout out to Gunna. Gunna wanna free my yeah. dog. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, XP. And it's your girl, Jaria Nicole. And we are here, y'all know, to tell y'all about BetterHelp.com. Yeah, we talk about BetterHelp so much because we love it. I feel like it's helped me tremendously with so many different things in my life, from grieving to just the pressures of the show growing and becoming successful and being busy all the time and on the go all the time. I love talking to my therapist. She's helping me out with so much. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we don't talk about the pressures of, like, social media mm-hmm. and just keeping up with everything with an image and so I know that's something that I've been personally struggling with so I actually had my therapy session yesterday with mm-hmm. Kanisha she is absolutely amazing and it has just helped me a lot with you know getting outside of my own mind and dealing with my anxiety and honestly just with burnout with dealing with working all the time and mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize the physical things that come with you know dealing with being stressed out and being fatigued and all those things like that so right. the best thing about better help is that you do this from the comfort of your own home and so right now you can get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com backslash poor minds. Yes, and financial aid is available. Mm-hmm. So go to betterhelp.com and start your therapy today. Okay, so yeah, go ahead to the next segment. Okay, so now it's time to get into our favorite segment, which is the pour your heart out segment. And you know, if you have any questions, as always, send them to askpoorminds at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S at gmail. Why are you looking at me like Because you're doing a very good job. <laughs> like from my side view, I can feel you like piercing your eyes looking at me. I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Askpoorminds at gmail.com. A S K P O U R M I N D S at gmail.com. If you have any questions you would like to send in, or if you would like to send in your testimonials, because you know, we also like to know if we fucked your life up. Amen. Amen, <laughs> brothers and sisters. All right, question number one. Hello, ladies. I'm writing because I saw that Drea lost six pounds in a week. I was wondering if you all have any fitness tips. I'm 5'7 and 165. I finally got an ass after years of praying for it, and all it took was for me to turn 30. But baby, love the butt, but the gut and the back fat got to go. I served an eviction notice, and these bitches got 30 days. Period. So, girl, that's crazy because you 5'7 and I'm 5'5. 
and I was like 172. So now I'm 165, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, I just again, I'm very extreme. So I don't be recommending that people necessarily do what I do because I be doing a lot when I be having a goal to lose weight and stuff. So I literally was going I've been going to the infrared sauna every day. For the past two and a half weeks, I be in there for 45 minutes, sometimes 50 minutes, and that burns, I think, 300 to 600 calories a day. Then I work out every single morning. I do cardio first. Then I do, I switch up between my arm and my leg days, but I also do abs every single day. Um... I have eliminated carbs completely from my diet. In the past two and a half weeks, I've had a drink like three times. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like very extreme measures. And then some days I'll be even working out twice a day. Like tomorrow I'm going to work out twice because I have a, excuse me, I have a class at Orange Theory. Last week I had a Pilates class and I also still worked out that morning. And I walked to the Pilates class like yeah, I be doing a lot. So that's why I lost so much weight. Um, I feel like in such a short period of time, probably if I wasn't doing as much, because that's not really that easy to lose six pounds, seven pounds yeah. in a week. But I will I say mean, for weeks. people like trying to lose weight. And... Oh, and I did a cleanse. I forgot about that. Sorry, y'all. Um, you can't lose weight in just one area. So mm-hmm. I know you said you're happy you got your butt and you're trying to lose it in your gut and your back fat. But when you lose weight, it's going to come from all over. I hate when I see these advertising like, oh, lose your belly fat or oh, lose your back fat. Like, there's no way you can lose weight in just one area. Yeah. So, whatever you do to lose weight, just understand that your butt is probably going to get uh, smaller in the process. But I know, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe lifting a little weights can help, you know, round it out. Because, yeah. I don't know. I'll just be going to get surgery. So, you can't ask me nothing. I but... mean, and, and, and that too. I mean, <laughs> I don't got nothing definitely, to say, girl. Go on you know, the have had surgery me. before. But, yeah, I just feel like the main thing is just being consistent. Yeah. And you cannot outwork a dirty diet. What is it saying? That's what I was going to say. You cannot outwork a dirty diet. Yeah. That is for sure. Like, if you're going to be trying to lose weight, no matter how much you work out every day, if you're not eating right, unless you're going to run five miles a day like Ryan, then you can eat whatever the fuck you want. <sighs> One thing about Ryan, he going to run, hun. But that's a lie. Like, a lie. five miles a day is a lie. So, unless you're going to do that type of working out, then, yeah, you can't just be eating whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent and you have to drink water. Yes. Drinking like, water drinking water is so key. I've been also drinking a gallon of water a day. So, yeah. And Lex drink a lot of water anyways. So. I do. I love water. Mm-hmm. I actually don't drink She don't really drink nothing, nothing else but, but water, water and wine and Tito's. <laughs> and cranberries. And bean juice. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Ooh, imagine if they had a Capri Sun but with bean juice. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. Okay? They You're disgusting. Ew. It's drinking this bitch. But yes, it's just say you say you got 30 days so I definitely feel like, you know, you could probably lose like a good five pounds or six pounds in 30 days mm. if you, like, switch up your diet and incorporate working out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, and track your calories, too. I use my fitness... Mm, I ain't gonna tell y'all the name because people be needing to cut the cheese. <laughs> she said, uh... Mm. I had to think... Because 
I had to think about it. But sis, if you uh DM me or something, I'll send it to you. I'm we not everybody. Oh, I mean, no matter of fact, cause at least just start putting y'all emails. I'ma just email you the name of the app. I'm dead. Okay, so question two. Hi, ladies. I broke up with my ex in October of 2021. I hit rock bottom, lost my car, my job, and damn near homeless. I'm 33, and this is the first time I have ever not been able to provide for myself or have shit to fall back on. So in April, I find myself throwing up and feeling a little different. When I actually put some thought into it, I realized I hadn't had my period in months. And I didn't question it at first because I blamed it on stress and everything else going on. Made a doctor's appointment and boom, 26 weeks pregnant. No abortions are performed after 24 weeks, so that's out of the question. I've never wanted kids. So Lex, just know your baby's got plenty of cousins to hang out with. You know what? <laughs> so now this is something else to add to my plate. Told my ex and he was cool. He fin He's financially straight and has an extra room in the house. But on the other hand, I'm not financially straight. So I started reading and looking into adoption agencies. He's not totally on board, but he is supportive. The only people in my family that knows are two cousins and one of them said, I'll take it and raise it as my own. And I appreciate the offer, but it's just too close to home. So my question is, Drea, I know some of your, some of your adoption story, but when did you find out or have you always known you were adopted? How did you feel towards your biological mom? Do you hold any resentment? So, yes, I always knew I was adopted my whole life. Um, well, from the time that I could comprehend. So, I want to say I was like four or five when my parents told me. So, I always knew. Um, and me and my biological mom have a very strange relationship, but... Similar to how your cousin said that they that she wanted to raise the baby or whatever, like that's pretty much my situation. Like I grew up thinking that my mom was my cousin, and so we were around each other my whole life. And so obviously, you know, that can make a situation very awkward, especially once, well, especially for her, her whole life. But for me, even more so once I found out. Um. So yeah, we have a very estranged relationship, but I mean, it's not bad. Like. Whenever she called me, I answer. Right. Whenever I call her, I know she'll answer. And if I ever needed anything, I know I could ask her and vice versa. So, yeah. Um, and I don't really hold any resentment necessarily because I feel like both of my parents, like my parents that raised me were amazing. And I feel like what kind of quality of life would I have had if I was raised by a 12 going on 13-year-old? At the time. That's wild to think about. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, what kind of quality of life would I have had if I was raised by her versus going to a loving family mm -hmm. in a loving home where both of my parents were established and they were able to take care of me financially. Mm -hmm. And I was able to have a great childhood. And then, you know, fortunately for her as well, because she didn't have to worry about raising me, she was able to go on and do amazing things with her life. And now she's super successful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I turned out to be successful. I turned out pretty great myself. So, I mean, I don't I don't really hold any resentment towards her for the adoption part. If anything, it my resentment with her was just always because I grew up around her. The fact that she never tried to have a relationship with me mm. or used to be, like, kind of mean to me and stuff right. as if I could control the narrative of the situation. Right. But I think it was also probably, you know, a little traumatic for her, too. So she oh, was for going sure. through emotions that she probably didn't know how to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that's something that has came with maturity. Right. Me, and get, me getting older and becoming more mature and understanding that she was just dealing with it and coping with it the best way that she knew how. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, when I found out when I was eight, 
18, my resentment more so came from the way that she treated me mm-hmm. when I was growing up, but not the actual, you know, adoption. So, I don't know, sis. I think you need That's, to just do whatever is yeah. going to make you comfortable. And if if you end up giving your child to your cousin, I think y'all need to have a understanding, too, that that's her baby and that you don't... Y'all need to just make sure it's in black and white on how things are going to be because you don't want a situation where she's like, okay, well, come get your child. And it's like, nah, that's not what we decided Yeah, on. and I mean, it's a different situation with you as well because obviously you're you're 33 years old, so you're of age. Mm. Like, with me, with my mom, it was really just kind of a situation where everybody was making decisions for her. Right. She didn't have no say-so over nothing because she wasn't even 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to do what's best for you if you don't think that you could deal with that, having to see the child and having to be around the child and stuff all the time. I mean, it's plenty of loving families that will take the child in as well that aren't, you know, related to you. Mm-hmm. My family, they really wanted to, like, see... Like, it was kind of like her parents, which are my grandparents, really wanted to be able to see me grow up, too. Mm-hmm. They had a lot to do with why they was okay with letting my parents adopt me, which is my grandmother's sister, is is my mom like I was raised in Raise the baddie. So yeah. That's who Barbara is, y'all. That's my <laughs> big Barbara. She really she's really my she was really supposed to be my great aunt, but mm-hmm. she was my mom. So, I love Barb. Yeah. All right. So question three. What's up, y'all? I think one of my friendships is coming. Oh, it's your turn to read. Okay. No way, you just read that. I know, that's why I say it's your turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> Y'all know I don't like to read, man. What's up, y'all? I think one of my friendships is coming to an end. We have been friends for about four years, and I love her like a sister. We became friends in high school, and we never hung out outside of school. We were always... Oh, shit. We will always just talk on the phone almost every day, which I have no problem with. She used to have a friend group that she would actually go outside with, but they are no longer friends. I have a friend group that I go outside with that I'm still cool with. Me and my friend don't hang out like that and never did. I can count by hand how many times we hung out in 2022, and I have no problem with that, and she seems to not have a problem with it. She had a birthday earlier this year, and our birthdays were around the same time. I didn't go to her birthday dinner because I had to get a car for my birthday, and I was low on funds. Our birthdays are four days apart, and she never forgave me for that. It's been tension in our friendship since January. She even tried to celebrate my birthday without me, but I was like, no, not this time, just because I wasn't in the mood this year, and she knows this. Every time that I post I'm outside with my other friends, she will literally stop talking to me because I guess she feels some type of way that I didn't go outside with her, but we never hung out, so I'm confused on why it's a problem now. I was feeling some type of way about her, too, because I feel like she didn't support my business, but when y'all said friends don't have to support, I let that go. I come up with things for us to do, but it's always something on why we don't hang out. I believe in different friends for different things. One more thing, my friend is bougie. I be scared to tell her certain stuff and live in my truth. I told her I didn't come to her birthday stuff because my hair wasn't done, but I really didn't have the funds, and I be scared to pick her to pick her up because this is my first car and it's not the best at all, and I'm afraid of being judged even though she doesn't have one. What to do? First of all, I wouldn't be giving a fuck about being judged by somebody who fake bougie because you fake bougie if you ain't got no car and you judging other people for what kind of car they got. You should get a car. I think the best thing about friendships... mm, I think the best thing about friendships is having a judge-free song with somebody that you feel safe in. Yeah. Especially as women, that's very important that we have that space. 
So I feel like maybe y'all need to have a sit down and reevaluate y'all's friendship because something is not seeing eye to eye. For her to be wanting to go out with you, you don't want to go out with her, and then you don't feel comfortable telling her the real reason why you couldn't go to your birthday. She wanted to hang out on your birthday. You really didn't want to. So y'all need to really sit down. Like It seems like y'all are not friends like maybe y'all think y'all are. And I think a lot of times people don't realize you outgrow people and there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of friends that I was friends with in high school, we're not friends anymore. Not because of anything happened. It's just when you grow, you start getting into other things that maybe they're not necessarily into. Like you said, she's a little more bougie and you're not. Y'all are just into different things. So I think maybe y'all need to sit down and maybe just reevaluate things a little bit. I mean, you gotta look at y'all. You have to reevaluate y'all friendship with somebody when you scared to tell them stuff. Yeah. Like when you're scared to tell them, oh, I couldn't come to your birthday dinner because I didn't have no money because I had to get a car. I feel like that should have been an easy conversation for right. you to let her know that. But then also as your friend, she shouldn't have been upset with you because you didn't come to the birthday dinner. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, people have to understand, a lot of the time when people do things or don't do things, it ain't always about you. Sometimes right. people don't come places or people don't participate in things for their own personal reasons. Right. She, but obviously, you was going through some shit. Mm -hmm. And even though she didn't know what she was going through, she should have been able to understand. I'm 31 years old now. Every year that I've ever had a birthday dinner or a birthday something, all of my friends couldn't always make it. And it wasn't no hard feelings. Right. I mean, people got a life going on. So. Yeah. Yeah, y'all need to have a conversation. All right. Question four. Hey, Lexandrea. Love the show. So I'm going to get straight to the point. This issue is more about my friend than me. But she's perfectly fine with me sharing. My girl has gotten herself in some shit. In college, she had this BDB who was strictly just fun and a good time. Fast forward to now. She hasn't talked to this man in five years. She randomly sees him on her new BDB story and finds out that they are cousins. He has been spending a lot of time with this distant relative lately, and she doesn't know what to do. How do you tell a man you really feeling that you used to fuck on his cousin and even went on trips out the country with him? What would y'all do? Should she just let the issue come up on its own or just go ahead and let him know? She should just tell him. I, that's what I feel like. It's, if it was five years ago, I told y'all this actually, well, not the same thing, but... I had went on a date with a guy with Throwback Bay, and I used to fuck one of his partners, and I literally told him on the first date, like, hey, I'll just let you know I used to fuck your partner back in the day. It was a long time ago, but right now, it's about us, and I'm feeling you. So that's why you got to let him know. I think a lot of people... I don't think you should let him know not, like, like that. that. But I think you should let him know. You got to let him know, because I feel like men appreciate... You'd be surprised at how much people appreciate honesty. Because let me tell you something. He's going to rather hear it from your mouth than somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? So I would just get ahead of it and go ahead and tell I them. mean, they cousins, girl. It's going to come up. It's going to come up. So especially if you come around. So I just feel like you just need to go ahead and say something. Because at the end of the day, if he do decide to dump you or whatever. Just go back to you could cut. Cousin. No. Oh. I was going to say, at least you could cut your losses early. Yeah. Like, at least you could just, you know, move on. But... Yeah, I don't know, because I don't know if personally, if I found out a nigga was another nigga cousin and we was fucking, I wouldn't want to fuck with that nigga no more. Oh. Cousins? You fucked the cousin? No, I haven't, but I would. You would fuck some cousins? Why not? Would you fuck brothers? I've done worse. Would you fuck brothers? No, that's a little too close for comfort. Together? Cousins, it's so... You oh. still share the same DNA. But she said distant relative, goddammit. What's Are we talking distant? first, second, third? It depends. Now, that's true because 
in backwoods Louisiana, you know, people be fucking. They, all right, all right. They do, <laughs> they do. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel. Y'all know we on tour, so make sure y'all get y'all tickets to the tour. We outside. We outside. Anything else you gotta add, my good sis? Mm, no, not really. I have to think about it. Now you ready for this one? Let me wet in my whistle. Mm -hmm. You want me to start it off? I feel like this part is gonna be the this part is gonna be the good part. This part is gonna be good. Oh, I know. That's why I had to <laughs> warm up. I'll start. <clears throat> don't wanna make a scene. Mm. I really don't care if people stare at Come us. On, Sometimes I think I'm dreaming. I pinch myself just to see if I'm awake or not. Is it real? Ooh. What I feel, could it be you and me? Until, Until the end of time. Never take my heart, take hold my me. heart, hold it tight. It's true oh. love. I gotta be the one you touch. And baby, I gotta be the one you love. I gotta be the one you feel, and I gotta be the one to fill your life with sunshine. I gotta be the one you know, and I will always love you so. Baby, I gotta be the one you need. I'm just telling you that I gotta be. That was good. You gotta do the, you make me whole, you make me right. Don't ever want to think about you leaving my life. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you, better, you, better, you better hit that hole. You better hit that hole. This was a bob. This was a bob. It really was. Jagged Edge used, used to make them hits, bruh. Shout out to Jagged Edge. All right, all right. Reality. Oh, For no apparent reason. I just, y'all, I went to a Jagged Edge concert. Did I tell them that? I don't know. I don't think you did. I can't remember, to be honest. I had went to it. Me and my, my best friend, she's a tourist like me. Her birthday is like two days after mine. So her mom had got us tickets to go to the Jagged Edge and Gene Wine concert in Houston mm -hmm. for her birthday last month. And y'all, we had a motherfucking blast, okay? It was oh. so fun. I was singing all the songs because I used to love me some Jagged Edge and Gene Wine. Yes, I wanna, I need to go to a, like a 90s concert. You do. Soon. We do. We need to find one that's in Atlanta. Okay, y'all, before we wrap this up, um, I just want to say, obviously, I have been going through, uh, I had a crazy last month of going on in my life. I'm not gonna get emotional. Uh, I just wanted to address this because a lot of y'all, y'all have sent me so much love and so many messages. Um, if you're a listener, obviously y'all know my mom recently passed. And I just want to say thank y'all because y'all have literally sent me so much love. And I think um, you only know how this feels if you've gone through it. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's just been, it's helped me a lot. I'll say that, that y'all have just been praying for me so much like I really felt it it'd be like some moments where I'll just be feeling bad and I'll get a random message from one of y'all and um I just want to say y'all know my mom was like a big listener of the show so 
I felt like y'all knew her too. Like every time like I post a picture of her, y'all be like, oh, Annie put that shit on yeah. and this and that. So I just want to just say like I appreciate um, everybody at like 85. Everybody has really been there for me. And this has been like a weird transition for me. So like I said, y'all know we keep it 100% real on this show. So I did want to address that. Look, I had to save it for the end because I didn't want to get too yeah. emotional. But I've just been taking things day by day. Um, it's going to be weird being on tour and her not being there. But y'all have showed me so much love and compassion. I had to take a lot of time off to kind of like get back in the swing of things. So y'all just bear with me here. And like I said, I read all of y'all's messages. I've literally read every single thing. I read all the Patreon messages, the DMs, everything. I know I don't respond to everything. But like I said, it's been a really, really, really tough time for me. So, But I just want to thank y'all for like all the messages and all the love. So... I appreciate it. I love y'all. And we'll see y'all on tour. Period. Bye, y'all. Bye.